Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Generally Casual, the place where you can learn anything and everything casually. I'm your co-host, Michael, and joined with me, as always, is my brother, Richard. Uh, well, hello, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. That's dumb. Um, so today, we're, gonna we're here on the red carpet talking. <laughs> no. Hello, and welcome to live nominations at the Oscars at the Academy <laughs> Awards. You're too good at that. Uh, this is Michael, and I'm joined with Richard. Richard, how are you doing today? I'm not going to talk like that. Are you excited no. to hear the nominations for 2023? I'm excited for us to talk about it. I am also excited <laughs> to talk about it. Please stop. <laughs> Uh, first for actor oh in a God, leading. Please, <laughs> I can hear voices out there who are uh, like, "Please, Michael, keep going." No, I don't know why they sound so high pitched. No, but, that's awful. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, basically the meat of this podcast is gonna be the Academy but, Awards oh. nominations. Um, who maybe our thoughts on the thing? Even though my brother's much more of a movie head than I am. Yes, I've watched everything under the sun. Um, obviously, if you've seen me on Anime Casuals, I'm hey, more of an anime look head. Look at that. There's one of the movies called After Sun. Ooh. I've never even heard of that before. Yeah. And then we're going to we're gonna dovetail I don't know this. Paul Mescal is either. With some discussions about uh, relevant news and things that we like. Yes. We're going to cover a couple different more uh, social media stories. Um, but we're wrapping up our previous two podcasts by... Giving you what we promised in terms of the uh, actor nominations. Before we even or do that, you know, Academy nominations. I don't even think about this. When is the Academy Awards? In March, I believe. Thank you. Okay, that was a quick thing. Um, so we'll go I down think it's this the first first week of March. Yeah, we'll go I down this so. list until we get bored. <laughs> that's fine. So, I, well, in that's the, the thing. First, so <laughs> I was gonna say we don't even need to touch each of these categories because it's more important to talk about the movies for us. Mm-hmm. So well, some of the main categories are going to well, be there, and yeah. that's the thing. So to kind of start it off, because they do this kind of weird thing where they plan it however they want. Colin Farrell, something. Yeah. So that's what I was going to talk about. Uh, I don't remember if I talked about it on the podcast, but initially I wasn't really interested in this movie called The Banshees of In uh, Inisherin. 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 Yeah, Inisherin. Uh, which uh, Colin Farrell is nominated as a actor, best actor in a leading role. Um, but now I'm kind of leaning towards it, so maybe we'll we'll figure it out and watch it. Bill Nye's on there. Bill Nye. Bill Nye. That's yes. fine. That guy's old. He is, but he's he's a lovely human. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yes. Uh, but the important one for this and what we talked about last time Let is him. Brandon Fraser is nominated. Fraser. 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 Yeah. Uh, is nominated for the, <laughs> the, the movie The Whale. Yes. Um. So we're gonna watch that. For well, I sure. believe he actually gained a ton of weight for. He did, and, and then, it was also CG'd. Yeah, as but well. still, oh uh, yeah, that definitely. Is he there. actually, um, he, and then he lost a, it all. No, he gained actually a bunch of weight for another role. Oh, and this role, um, he's actually in another movie. It's like a mob-oriented film where he's he's a bigger dude too. Well, you know what? Uh, I guess Paul Mescal uh, is the last one for after, and Sunday. then Austin uh, Butler, and Austin Butler for, for Elvis. I just be honest. I think Brendan, 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 Brendan Fraser, uh, he just let him have the award. I think he deserves it. I haven't I seen think, the movie. I haven't seen any other. Uh, we're going to watch the movie, yeah. but I just, he deserves all the praise and love in the world. He's such a good guy. And that's the thing. Is he bad? He's, I mean, similar, you know, like a lot of these other actors who go through like really traumatic things. It's like he dealt with a lot of the issues of that he's like. 
And also with like from the movies he's he's done. He's such a warm uh was it uh himbo type where he's yeah, like yeah. he plays the charismatic yeah, but like charismatic not the smartest, dumb guy who's really strong. Like, yeah. Beefy dude. Yeah. And then he had a huge issue where he took a huge break. Um from- Well, because he did have a a bunch of movies that did not be as successful mm-hmm. and things like that, but uh, that happens with a ton yeah, of different actors. Yeah, exactly. So I'm glad to see him come back and be like, here's a drama. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm okay skipping the next one. Actors in a supporting role, um, except for to cover one person in that list, which is uh, Kehui Kwan, um, who is uh, in Everything Everywhere All at Once. We've talked about him a number of times on mm-hmm. that episode mm-hmm. of the podcast. I hope he wins. Yeah, me too. Uh Actress in a leading role. Yes. Uh, it could go to a number. I I don't see Anna de Armas getting it for being um, Marilyn Monroe and blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Kate Blanchett with the movie Tar is, you know, Kate Blanchett, I think, has already won an award. And if she hasn't, she's been around for a while. Um, Michelle Yeoh, definitely. Everything all... Uh, everywhere all at once fantastic uh-huh. i hope she wins that and wait i thought oh interesting um wasn't there the the queen movie that was supposed to have a nomination as well i guess i don't see her on there surprising uh uh um um ooh. you saw i was uh wait wait hold on, hold on yeah hold you hold should on. look it up i don't yeah, remember yeah, what the yeah, movie's yeah, called yeah. though but you saw it didn't you uh is that what it's called no movie movie put movie oh thank you uh 2022 uh thank you thank you there you go woman Woman king King. yeah yeah i'm surprised that that me too because that uh i know i had a friend who saw it and she said it was really really good and i was like and i think the the actress who was in the leading role for that won the golden globe yeah so surprising and well deserved it either way let's keep going yeah um yeah i think michelle Yeoh did a really good job although i have not even heard of half of those movies in there um the fablemans is the other ones that i'm like mm, maybe we should watch that yeah um I actress in a supporting role. I'm just going for Stephanie Hugh, Hugh uh, for everything all at once. Ooh, animated feature okay, film. Now we're talking. Oh, oh, there's some good. I love, I love. Those. I need to see that movie. Um, so there's Turning Red, which is the Pixar film, uh, the Disney film. Sorry, right? Disney Pixar. It was Disney. It yes. was Disney. Um, about um, girl turns because Pixar red was Buzz. Uh, was Lightyear. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear. Uh, there's the Sea Beast, which I haven't seen, but I did I mean, want to watch. watch all these. Yes. Um, I'm down to watch all Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which, which I've heard is really I, Apparently good. the best animated film ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's Marcel the Shell with shoes on. I've also heard that's really good. And then I've seen this one. and the and I, That's the one I'm kind of leaning towards Guillermo not the Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, you should watch it. I'm I'm sure it's good. It's Guillermo pretty creepy. Del Toro's awesome. But I have to be in a good mood to watch it. Yeah, well, and I don't want to. It won't leave you in a good mood. Ever. I'm sure. Um, well, and that's the thing. So I can talk a little bit about uh, Pinocchio. Is it takes more of a classic spin at Pinocchio, where it's like, like even the Disney one isn't that happy. Like it's pretty. No, there's it, some freaky it, parts. Yeah, sorry. That the one that's uh, Guillermo del Toro did is like really mm. depressing. Ooh. 
um, where instead of just experiencing what he experiences in the the classic Disney story, it's like, hey, Pinocchio, also, um, you have to deal with your own mortality. And yep. then it's like, okay, You're but not Pinocchio still acts like the Pinocchio from the movie where he goes, I'm, I'm happy about everything. Yeah, why, why, I don't care. I'm a kid. And you actually, like, there's moments during the movie where you're like, I hate this kid. <laughs> and then there's moments where you're like, ooh, oof, oof, big oof. oof. So it's a, it's, I, it's a based, decent retelling, and it looks really pretty. By the way, based off of what we've seen so far, I am now not expecting the menu to be on this list at all. Yeah. I'm, I think it's going to be off yeah. the entire thing. Yeah. Was, it, uh, was it up there for Golden Globe? Uh, I believe so. I don't remember. Okay. It, it may have missed the, the year, but it's fine. Which is funny because now we get into like like Netflix has its, hey, this is our, this uh, is our Academy pick this year. Yeah, we're well, and here's in- movies that are on the nomination yeah, list. exactly. And uh, we're on cinematography, which if you don't want to know what that word means, it's like how it's filmed. It is. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. They have people specifically who dedicate their lives to picking where, what, how everything is shot. Which, to be fair, this is the film. most movie-esque category that's yeah. out there. Like Because it's like, hey, you did a really good job. It's, it's usually a team of people. Mm-hmm. There, There is a cinematographer, but then also the director makes a yes. decision and everything else. And it's got. usually those those movies are like, hey, we did this a 15-minute cut that was like one shot. I can tell you for sure based off of this list. So the list real quick, All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a redo. Um Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Based off of everything that I know now and just a little bit about each of those movies, I'll call it on the Western Front's probably gonna win that. I wouldn't wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Uh they probably did uh like what what was the movie about uh one of the World Wars World War Two nineteen forty one. I think it was nineteen forty one. They did some Or Dunkirk. Uh, du- or Dun uh, or uh, Dunkirk is the one I'm thinking of. But they did some really impressive cinematography where it like yeah. The the flat like the flashing um, uh, I think Dunkirk won cinematography. Yeah, year. because it was like, hey, this is a moment in seconds. This is a moment in like they were doing oh, the yeah, same yeah. moment a- across different uh, times of timelines. And I was right. like, well, you guys, you guys just did it. You, you guys, guys are great. Did it. Yeah. Um, Fun know. one costume design. I mean, usually. Uh, whatchamacallit, the Marvel movies are really big in that, or superhero movies are really big yeah, in Black that. Black Panther's there. Black Panther's on it. Um, everything else is like, whatever. Um, directing. Oh, so the one thing I'll kind of pull out that's from a, that. That's a hard one. <laughs> um, yes. But, um, Steven Spielberg is nominated this year for the Fablemans. That's supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that may also, we may add that he to the list. He award. No, 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 no. Um, but the main thing is, is it's, he always does these super impactful movies. Yeah. And I guess the Fablemans is is his kind of return to Schindler's List style. Well, good. That movie was really good, too. Yeah. Um. Well, let's just get into the other things that are, like, fun to talk about. Um, documentary feature film. I've never heard of any of those. Nope. Um, documentary short film. I've also never heard of any of those. Nope. Um... And then we have like that's uh, just not my cup of tea usually. Yeah. I don't. But uh, yeah, actually the next one, uh, international feature film. Oh, I didn't know All Caught on the Western Front was an international feature film. It's a German movie, huh? Argentina, nineteen eighty-five from Argentina. 
Close from Belgium, EO from Poland, and The Quiet Girl from Ireland. Ooh. That's interesting. Yeah. Those are see um the the animated films, the inter- international feature films um are the best way to kind of approach uh watching new things. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, "Oh, it's like this is the most streamlined foreign film." Yeah, exactly. And it's like, "Let's watch those." Because you might really enjoy them and then be like, oh, I watched a, a foreign film today. I, I it's think all it's German, also really funny that they don't call it foreign film anymore and now it's called international feature film. Yeah. Well, Interesting. They need to make sure. Hey, finally, Batman's on the list. For yeah, for makeup, makeup and, and hairstyle. Hair another, another thing that usually it's superhero movies. Yeah. And then I like to also look down at the category uh, music original score and music original song because those are usually things that I really enjoy because I'm like, ooh, yeah, give me some music that I can Give me to. another Randy Newman song that yeah. he wrote for <laughs> a, a Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah. Let exactly. that win. Um, oh, and uh, John Williams, got to go with Steven Spielberg on that. You know, he's, oh, yeah, he's got to team up with Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans. Um, otherwise, I think, oh, that wasn't an original song. Great. Oh yeah. Oh, from that, Top Gun. It lifts me up. There it is. Oh. Uh, no, from Black Panther. Won't come oh. forever. Yeah, it was, I was like, that song's all over the yeah. all over the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was also expecting Top Gun to be somewhere on there, but I'm like, nah, it's just an action movie. But also, Hold My Hand was good. Um, I don't know. I'm I not need to watch Top Gun too. Applause. I've missed a lot of like the big movies from last year. Um, and then This Is a Life is uh, that's great. That was yeah, great. that was a good song. I liked that. And then finally. Yeah, because this is the most... No, no, no. All the rest of them don't matter right now. Yeah. We probably should talk about short film animated because that's yeah. going to be okay. great. But now, best picture. Nomination for best pictures. The menu. The menu. The menu. Whoa, it's all the it's menu. It's all of them. No. no. Uh, the nominees are... The nominees are... No. All Quiet on the Western Front. Blah, blah, blah. Avatar, the way of water. Avatar, the way oh, of water. Oh, it's probably under visual effects, but banshees of Inisherin, 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 Elvis, Elvis. No. everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans, Ta, Tar, Top Gun. Oh, Top Gun is right there. Top Gun, oh, Maverick, funny. Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Hey, um, all a lot good. of best picture. Yeah, on, honestly, uh, I haven't watched All Quiet on the Western Front, but it's good to see it there. Um, I would probably put it between. Get Top Gun out of here, <laughs> Jesus! Uh, you know it's on Avatar picture. out of here. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't see why that's on there. Uh, other than it, it'll win for visual effects. Yeah, and I sure that's where it deserves it. Uh, probably is gonna be like Fablemans, everything all aware, everything everywhere all at once, all, all quiet, quiet on the Western Front, and that's probably it. That's probably maybe Tar. Maybe tar. Uh, those are probably going to be the top four. You yeah. can quote us on that. Uh, it is uh, ow, I hit my ear. Um, I, it is January thirtieth, twenty twenty three. So you can quote us on how we got ed- everything, everything correct, wrong. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, everything wrong. Um, yeah. Either way, the rest of it. The only thing I will say is that uh, to look <laughs> at uh, animated short films and short film live action those are usually always good um and usually they're usually up on available on youtube as well in some fashion yeah so yeah those are always good to watch yeah and most of the rest of the list uh you know i was hoping to be surprised um but i was not i was gonna take oh there you go march what march 27th 
March 12th, 2023. Oh, why did it say March 27th? Because I was on 2022. Oh, there we go. Okay, March wanted, 12th. I just wanted to. I just wanted to. I just wanted to see uh, what what won best uh, best picture. Best picture last year. Dakota. Dakota. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You know. Uh. All right. West Side Story came out last year. Wow. 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 Oh wait, wasn't that a Spielberg? Wow. Uh, I don't even know how to look that up. Best director, probably. Be- best directing. Direct- directing. Uh, yep, Steven Spielberg. Yep, what's that story? All oh, right. right, that's that's what kind of brought him back out too. Yeah. Uh, the ninety fifth Academy Award. Ooh, in five years we can talk about the hundredth Academy. Hundred. Hundred. Hey, if we get popular enough, we can just. <laughs> hey, we'll just hey, go. We go buy one ticket. <laughs> Give us a podcast ticket to the the Academy Awards. We are doing great here today at the Academy Awards. Okay. Hello, Richard. We're here at the Red (laughs) Carpet Academy Awards. Stop it. All right. Um, So that is the wrap-up experience until March. Let us know what what your thoughts are. I was going to say, so we did talk about the plans already, but we'll watch like probably four of the movies, do quick rundowns in Probably an episode before the Academy Awards. We're gonna watch the four that we just chose. Yeah, exactly. The best. The whale, Banshees of Inisherin, the Fablemans. What else? Wait. Oh, and then all the animated films. Oh, the whale wasn't on Best Picture. What? That's messed up. No, no, no. It's about. It wasn't about that. It's about his his thing. Which I also I think um actress was on there. Uh, the whale in a supporting role. Yeah. Hong Chow. Yeah. Which to be honest, oh, but I, mean, I guess I guess it's about the getting, acting of the movie. Yeah. I, from everything I've read about the movie, the movie is not like profound or groundbreaking. It's about the acting in the movie that's Which really good. good. It's Mr. Good. Mr. Fraser. Fraser. We, we appreciate you. And we do. I just I want to see your happy face back and thing. It's like a lot of people that like kind of fade off the face of the earth. And I'm like, no, let's not have to wait five years for you to get like refresh your image. Just Go do a movie. Not to kind of give a little bit of a side story, but there are certain actors that I am happy that they took a break. So, like, uh-huh. as an example, Rick Moranis. Yeah. He left acting well, to go was... take care of his family. Yes. Um, awesome. Which I was like, that's really cool. I uh, He went to go take care of his wife and stuff. Um, well, yeah, she was. a. But he's awesome. He's an amazing guy. Yeah. And we love him. Which is funny because I think uh, he just did something. I don't well, re- apparently, no, no, no not right just not just uh, not just this, but he was in with, oh. with Ryan Reynolds. What? <laughs> oh, it's a Mint Mobile commercial. <laughs> Rick Moranis was in a Mint Mobile commercial. What? That's cool. Wild. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought. Uh, yeah, I thought he was gonna be in Ghostbusters. That's what that's what. The thing oh was. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, he's somebody. I'm glad he took a break too. But I mean, it's kind of sad when when you see like it's kind of like Jim Carrey, right? Like he took he he sort of I took, mean, he a, took break. a mental health break for yeah. a while, and then he came back, and then people were like, "Yeah, you you're Sonic. <laughs> you're Doctor <laughs> Eggman. Doctor Eggman. It's like, uh, but I mean, he's always done like." Mm-hmm funny quirky movies yeah and, stuff. But and it's way. just you know it's good to not see people go crazy you know that's true like even shia labeouf i'm like you should have taken a break already yeah. but i mean you still produced really good movies between your terrible movies so i mean it's like true. good job 
okay. So that's our wrap up. Like I said, our plan is to then watch a couple movies, do an episode of the podcast before the Academy Awards. So that way we can kind of fully wrap up decision. Yeah. Um, but we want to talk about current events now, other than obviously currently what the nominees are, because that just came out. Uh, but something that's been going on in uh, our world and that we've consistently talked about things is uh, more Wizards of the Coast stuff after we spent two episodes talking about Magic the Gathering. Now, now we got to talk about the... their other big property, Dungeons & Dragons, because that's been all over the freaking news for the past month and a half, two months, and is now closing. You know, it's funny. Loop, hopefully. I, I would have hoped that would have happened with Magic when they did the $1,000 packs, but you no. know. No, because it's a it's a collectible game, nobody will ever truly stop buying those cards. No, but exactly. D&D is a subscription-based service that you could basically free-to-play. And so it's like, hey, what's the one way that we can tell Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro that we don't like what they're doing? Oh, well, eliminate one of their like few um, ways that they're getting money from people. Because a lot of people use D&D Beyond. So, to, so this has to do with the open gaming license, which we talked about uh, mm-hmm. when we did our little history of Wizards of the Coast, um, where basically... Uh, we don't, and I'm sure someone will figure it out and say you got it wrong, but mm-hmm. from everything I know about why this whole thing started in the first place is there was an interview basically with that Hasbro does every year to basically talk about their how they're doing as a company, mm. basically. And up until this past year, Wizards of the Coast has been mysteriously left off of that conversation for many, many years. Even though Wizards of the Coast, as far as Hasbro, is a large portion of their income. Yep. Um, and so Dungeons and Dragons usually gets left off. And Wizards of the Coast kind of is just a, hey, you make a lot of money, mm-hmm. but let's talk about your licenses and toys and everything else that you're doing. Yep. Because in reality, it's Wizards of the Coast is kind of treated as a different thing, even though it's owned by Hasbro. So I guess this past year, it's like owning a cow that only produces money. Uh, exactly. It's like, it's like okay. Oh, I was gonna say it's like Activision with Blizzard, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. But they bought also. Blizzard, and then Blizzard was like, "Okay, we're just gonna give you WoW money. Here you go." And then we see that's what's that you know in that before we like get into it, um, we see what's happening with that, and yeah. now it's like, hey, guess what, Activision, your entire company is dropping. Uh, because of the way you treat all your products. Yeah. And now you drop so much that another company. <laughs> Microsoft is like. Microsoft, oh, I'm going to buy you Hey, now. by the way, you guys suck so much <laughs> that we can buy you and then dissolve probably like parts yeah. of you. And then yeah. going, hey, we got another. We got another. Hey, you're just game developers now. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, what a fall from like a uh. company that's publishing and producing like its own thing. I mean, like, hey, now you're just owned by Microsoft. It's like, this could have happened to Hasbro. Oh, but yeah. Wizards of the Coast is so big that they're like, no, we can manage our own stuff. They came from really low roots yeah. where they almost went bankrupt yep. in the beginning and then rose up, made a ton of money off of Magic, um, and then that produced Dungeons & Dragons and the Hasbro well, was like... Well, they bought Dungeons yeah, & Dragons. Yeah, they bought Dungeons & Dragons. And actually speaks to the original history is the OGL was developed initially so everybody could use it. Exactly. And... Now, there was obviously, as we kind of talked about, there was some a little bit of like a shady controversy associated with it because they basically put a patent 
on their system, which then enabled them to license it out. Mm-hmm. But because they weren't de- technically charging for that, it's not a big deal. So, yeah. Um, anyway, as part of these interviews for Hasbro, uh, they basically started bringing up, hey, did you know that Dungeons Dragons doesn't make you guys any money? How do you guys, how are you guys going to address that? So then seemingly what happened is after that, then Hasbro went to Wizards of the Coast and be like, hey, we have a part of your company that's not making any money. What the hell? So then they put out this update to the open gaming license to then say, okay, here's how we're going to make money and we have to now turn a profit. Even though how it's been working for years with Wizards of the Coast is they make a ton of money off of Magic and then they take some of that money off of Magic and then put it in D&D. Also, it's wild to think that they make no money off of D&D. Well, it's just not profitable. It's yeah. not supposed to be. Well, no, but that's the thing. It's like you they've got, tried actually a couple different ways with like mini figs and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, and it's the, just not as successful. Well, because like the books are a little expensive, but if you wanted to subscribe to it, like you get money off of basically free, like for them to do. Does they just got to hold servers up for D and D Beyond? Um, but Which no, is also not the best. No, there's a roll twenty. There's other. No, no, no. no. What I was gonna say is actually, if they wanted to integrate it better, what they should have done is, if you buy a physical book, you get a code that then gives you a digital version, and then subscribe to then get extra content. I liked how D and D Beyond was initially first launched, where they're like, "Here's a place for you to to basically have your content, and it has a home, and then we'll supply you with more content, and that's what you're paying for." Yeah. Then they kind of did this whole thing where they started segmenting out things and they're like, okay, you have a physical book and you're going to buy the digital. It's like, honestly, it's just though, a weird, it is better than it used to be when we were trying yeah, to use yeah. it. It's much, much better. Um, but yeah, it would be even more better. I would even be okay with, if they were like, Hey, you can also get digital, but you have to subscribe to this. It'd be kind of rude. Uh, because it was like, Hey, we're, we're locking your digital content behind a paywall, but I would also be like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, you're giving this now to me, but I have to subscribe for it. And then, in essence, your physical would be more like it's like an art book. Yeah, but you're you're right. It's like it's like back to that is D and D has always been their passion project. Yeah. While, while yeah, magic, yeah. not to say that they don't put passion in magic. Well, clearly. but it's definitely for money. It's very much so for money. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm sure at some point there was some sort of secret deal meeting where basically. Asbro went to Wizards and was like, hey, why do you have a subsection of your, your branch that's not making us any money? What the mm-hmm. hell's going on? And they're like, okay, now I have to come up with a plan to make money. Bet you that's where the movie came from. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, then again, they've had, you know, licenses that are, you know, going out to other things. Yeah. Obviously, D&D, I don't know how much they make money off of their video game licensing or anything else. Probably mm-hmm. not very much. Um, but if they licensed more... I, I what I would hate to see out of the aftermath of this is if the movie tanks because of that. Like it actually looks like it's a quality movie. That's also what what I'm you know, there's a few things that are not like quite D and D like, but if it's fun and entertaining, it doesn't matter. Um it's over. It's yes. now over. This is over. Basically the, what they were trying to do was Created a new OGL that basically said, you can't use our old OGL. You have to use this one. Mm -hmm. And if you make $750,000, we're going to take 25% of your money. Um, In addition, (laughs) uh, all of your content is ours. It's basically like, hey, what are social media's doing? 
for their terms and conditions. We're just going to do that. Yeah, and um, and it, this all none of this was official as well. So yeah, it was all plans. Yeah, it was like, hey, we're thinking about doing this, and it got leaked. Yeah. Um, and the entire player base was like, we uh, hate you're it. giving us a middle finger. Yeah, literally, we actually hate this. And so, um, players did what they did, what they could only do, is they canceled their D and D Beyond subscriptions. Which, if it really wasn't making them that munchy, the munchy, uh, much money, why would they quite care about it? But they did then say, "Hey, we heard from the surveys that we've been putting out for this OGL, and I think for one D and D, that you hate this." Yeah. Um, and you don't want this to happen and we're listening to you and this is not going to happen. Um, and I'm sure Hasbro was like, oh, the only money you're making is now being shut off from us. Okay. That's, we'll- I, that's why I think it was Hasbro that set this whole thing in motion mm-hmm. because there's no reason for wizards to do this um, unless they were basically pressured into doing it because their model worked. They like they had no reason to change it. The they're they've always been about content and providing things. In fact, literally when we went to Silicon uh, Valley Comic Con, and that there was a panel that was done. It was like a fireside chat that was done by Wizards. They specifically said we don't care if you have our content. Yeah, it's important that you're playing our game. Yeah, it actually harkens back to um, uh, with the reprint of the Power Nine set from Magic. That the like one of the high end like I don't know if it was the CEO or not of the Magic Division, um was like we will never print those ever and he said that like five four months before they announced the those boosters were gonna be on sale he's like no just re- even reprinting them as as uh you know proxies would would violate this thing we have set and so it seems like all of last year Hasbro has just been in the makings of going. Hey, how can we take magic and D and D our wizards and make them more money? And and that's the thing is it's that's not what this is about. Like they clear. I mean, obviously, it's Hasbro like doesn't thing. understand. Yeah, exactly. But that's but you would that feel just the shareholders would understand. Like, well, I mean, they're seeing it now, right? Mm-hmm. They see how much negative press they're getting. They see how much you know that they're pushing the company direction. If we see the CEO step down this this year because he's making more terrible decisions, hey, you're the one who's putting these pressures in mm-hmm. in these companies that are causing them to do bad things. Yes. Not consumer friendly things. Mm-hmm. So in essence, they so throughout the course of this thing, Wizards basically was like, Oh, you don't like this, all right, we're gonna pull this back. Oh, you don't like this, we're gonna pull this back. And then literally this week, I'm pretty sure, they said, We're getting rid of the whole thing. Yeah. Um because in essence, it just got to the point where everybody was just so angry about it. They're like, "This is not working. We're, we can't even move forward at all with anything associated with this." So we're just gonna pull the whole thing back. Yeah, which is also sad because, uh, like this little part of the article says, even just keeping the original OGL, you have so much free marketing out there. And there's only the only reason why D and D got a boom, like relatively recently within the last ten years, is because there are these. Big, content creators. big content creators yeah. and like I got I got back into it because of Critical Role um, that were like hey we're using your system in fact Critical Role switched from Pathfinder to 5e yeah um, I not even I don't even think they were sponsored initially to do that they were just like hey let's get a system that's more easy to understand for the well I was gonna person. say so to, I mean like 
to be honest, for me, it actually started even before Critical Role when it was uh, the guys from Pe- Penny Arcade. Yeah. Um, Acquisitions Incorporated. Who used... Who, who used... Uh, used D&D to begin with, and they actually did a play test... Uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> a play test of 5e oh. before it was called 5e. Yeah, I forgot the guy's name. The guy who who's their DM. Chris... Um, Chris uh, Perkins? Perkins. Chris Perkins, yep. Who is a head writer at yeah. D&D. And I'm like, look at all this free advertisement you guys are getting. It's like, yes, D and D doesn't make a lot of money, but it helps inspire people. It's like it gets you, it gets mm-hmm. people under your brand. It's the and that's the thing. It's like <laughs> once you get people within your brand, then they mm-hmm. might they would buy magic cards for their design, or they don't necessarily need to get into the the game, but then all of a sudden you do D&D inspired sets like they've done and, and people buy that inspired sets and then you just trade them back. Well, and yeah. Forward. And then literally then you have, you know, the content. I don't know. They have a really good, they had a really good thing going. They, they wrecked it probably. And in my mind, it's because of Hasbro. It has nothing to do with them, which I would, I'm hoping one, what I was saying earlier, I'm hoping now that they said, Hey, we're not doing that. In fact, we're actually making the player's handbook available for underneath this license. Uh, so it's free for everybody, um, which is also why buy the book then. But you know, anyways, uh, yeah. that way you just have a physical copy. Yeah. But um, I mean, they've always had content available for free on their website. Yes, it's yes, just yes. the amount of content is now more than it was. Before. Yes. Um, I hope now that people don't boycott the movie. Yeah, I really want the movie because, to be successful. Because I now, want more content. Yeah, because it got resolved. You know, yeah. like we're resolved. Also, I hope people don't continue to boycott them as much. Just keep an eye open, you know? Just be ready to boycott, but don't start destroying the rest of their products because you know they will go even farther if we stop, like, if we fully stop using D&D. It's like, hey, we had the impact. Okay. Yeah. Now let's handle this with care. Yes. Um, stop Stop rioting. Yes. And then put the money where it should be. Yes. Honestly, I've always said is that D&D needs more entertainment sources because instead of going, hey, how can we change our form already? It's like put your money into other things. Put it back into books so people can buy those books. Put it into the movies so that people can get invested in there. And make decisions about increasing your internal capacity. Mm -hmm. Like I said, if you make your systems like your website and other things like Mm -hmm. that better, if you then people will be more inclined to subscribe to your website. Yeah. Um, Make also, it a tool worth using. Changing the way people get, uh, uh, people can experience D and D would also be important. I mean, that's the other thing is if you guys at Wizards, if you started making these deals with these content creators, like you did for Critical Role mm-hmm. uh, and Acquisitions Incorporated, you start making these license deals and saying, "Hey, we're going to supply you. Uh, we'll." take this we'll put it out in a formal setting mm-hmm. we'll do all this other stuff it'll be official D licensed content and we'll give you royalties on it or whatever yeah then they're making money off of you mm-hmm. and and to be honest that's the way like you pull a microsoft basically you start licensing everything out microsoft makes a ton of money off like oh. most of their profit is off of licensing windows like Software. everywhere yeah because <laughs> everything they, needs they should do the same thing mm-hmm it's yeah. it's not enough for people to buy your content. It's a, it's more about the brand than it is anything. Yeah, they're also not like you know everything uses Windows, but I mean like 
Yeah. And they're not demanding you use it. It's like no, there's other it's things. It's just available. Can, yeah, it's available and it's like here here. They work with they worked with manufacturers, they worked with groups and says, Hey, uh, can you put out a series of laptops and we're gonna supply you licenses for free and then in turn yeah. you know, you pay us money or whatever? Like there's just so many better ways to handle this. And I'm sorry, Hasbro, that you're not making as much money off of Dungeons and Dragons, but that's not the point of it. So get off your freaking high horse. Find a way to make your own dang company money and stop laying on Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Uh, and we'll just finish off with a quick round of... Uh, this is e- the last thing, which was from today. Yeah, which is E3 conversation. Now, before we even talk about the today's thing, we all know if you're a big E3 buff... The big three, Xbox, Sony, and Nintendo, have been pulling out for a while. Nintendo, or Sony pulled out first, technically. Yes. Uh, actually, no. Uh, Nintendo technically pulled out first because they stopped doing direct presentations at they E3. They did Nintendo Direct. They did Nintendo Direct. And so, all they had at E3 when they started doing Nintendo Direct was just a floor presence, where they had massive, um, at, on, the, on the show floor there, they had massive just demos and a bunch of other stuff with like super nintendo or nintendo stuff yeah um sony more or less did the same thing after that they did their own showcase um where they did only sony announcements and it wasn't at e3 it was a digital version Mm -hmm. and then frankly it was really stupid because what they did at e3 was a stupid interview panel thing where they were just being like Oh, you're part of this game. Let's talk about Spider-Man. But yeah. it's the stupidest thing. Um, and then they did these weird avant-garde presentations. Like when they announced The Last of Us 2, it was in a barn. And there were tea lights everywhere. It was weird. Anyway, I hated that. Yeah. Um, and now, this year, um, and it has not necessarily been confirmed, but it's been reported that Xbox is now pulling out of the the show floor now as well from yeah. E3. So, as far as this year's E3 is concerned, right now, none of the first party manufacturers, other than technically PC, are going to have a presence mm-hmm. at E3. Which is that'll actually make me laugh really hard if PC is there because I'm like, yo, Microsoft, that's part of your company that's tech i mean uh, yes there's other like they don't they don't make a ton of pc uh, well games. and they don't do like they don't have like a steam thing they just have yeah. like a bunch of yeah, different yeah. publishers yeah, exactly. and stuff like that uh so. but it'll just be that'll just be funny because they're 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 powering that whole xbox and pc compatible thing right so some of the games that are coming out for xbox that they're making will also be available for pc yeah <laughs> so and, be, uh, but that's the thing is like i to which you actually pointed out in the article that we were reading is uh, was one of the comments basically talked about how you know E3 was all great before leaks started happening. Yes, basically, and then there was basically no point in watching E3 because you already knew what was coming out anyway. Which is also why I tried to steer clear of leaks because it makes it not yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and I'd say Nintendo kind of does usually a other than last year. I feel like everything was wrecked, but yeah. Also, Xbox just did. Uh, what they did it like was it a direct like a. They, they uh, Xbox showcase or whatever. They just did their showcase, right? It was like I think at the end of the year. I don't remember though. Uh, it was relatively recent. Um, where they released, uh, they talked about some games like Redfall and other things. Oh they, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were doing. Um, I actually think it was relatively recent because um, that game, the cell shaded rhythm game, was just oh like, the hi fi. It just released. 
It did. Um, oh, and uh, we might as well talk about that too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big big news uh, today that uh, E3 might be just third party developers. Which you know what, I don't have a problem with because Ubisoft does still does a good good they do job. Fun stuff. I'm still um, waiting on. Uh, but Beyond guess what? Bethesda won't be there. Beyond Good and Evil too. They're in Microsoft now. Um, yeah, Bethesda won't be. Well, but that was another one that I, I always looked forward to was like the Bethesda opener, and it's yeah, like okay because then Todd Howard walks out and says. Basically the same thing that Peter Molyneux used to do a long time ago. Be like, this game's going to cure cancer. Yeah. And he'd be like, no, it's a bug-filled mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although. Who knows? Todd Howard may cure cancer with video games. Yeah. No, probably not. One day. Definitely won't cause more. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, but uh, there are fun third-party groups that'll be there. Mm. Uh, the one that stands out, which we talked about, uh, was Devolver Digital. Oh yeah, and they have fun, quirky, fun things to yeah. to say. And uh, you want to throw out the last fun, thing, yeah. Richard, before we finish uh, about Hi-Fi? Yeah. So I don't. What is the game called? Hi-Fi? What? Yeah. Hi-Fi. And now I need to look it up. Yeah. Because. Um, Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush. There we go. Okay, the game Hi-Fi Rush. It is a thirty-dollar game. Uh, it was developed by. Oh, actually, I don't remember who it's developed by, but it's published by Bethesda. Um, and it is a fun rhythm-based action game. Kind of reminds me visually of Sunset Overdrive. It's got kind of that cel-shaded, fun, explosive-y uh, funness. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tango Gameworks. There you mm. go. Um, it's the developer. Ooh. Um, I started playing it. Oh, five days ago. Okay, nice. On um, It's on Game Pass on Xbox. Um, and it's fun up until the point where you, so on game pass, it is cloud only, meaning you can't download it. It is only available to play via cloud. And for a rhythm based game that requires precision inputs, that is terrible. Yes. Because everything on cloud-based gaming is based off of your inter- internet connection. So there's a point now where I can't play the game anymore because it requires like too many quick time, perfect oriented events. Um, my internet will isn't up to par yep. and I can't pass it. It kind of reminds me of the, when the Xbox X was going to come out they're like, yeah, it's doing online only, which also I don't, me personally, I don't have a problem. I never have a problem with that because uh, there's been so many people who've been like, oh, well, I like getting oh, discs and stuff. I'm like, no. You're talking about how they originally were basically going to be like, you have to have an internet connection yes. at points to and play I'm these also games. Also, like, you have to have an internet connection to play most games. Today. Yeah. It's well, like, and, and even still, that like they did. I mean, obviously, they walked all of that back, but they did say, no, it doesn't require internet all the time. You can be it offline. It just checks up. You just yeah. have to check in every, like, it was like every two weeks or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So, anyways. Yeah, that's a huge issue, the fact you can't download it, which I also think is ridiculous. Why not be able to download the game? That's all. That's the same mumbo-jumbo as, you know, the idea of always online. It's yeah. Yeah, That doesn't make any sense. Stop it, trying it to make cloud gaming happen. Well, and that's the thing is I'm okay with cloud gaming happening, but don't use something that is so precision-based yes. uh, to not then have it installed. That is it. Like whoever made that decision was was stupid. Yes. Don't yes. have something that re- would require exact timing to yes. then be lag based. That doesn't make any sense. Now, um, here here's Michael at the 
at the at the end of this podcast saying, if you want to hear my brother rant about things, uh, we can totally set that up for you. Just let us know <laughs> in the comments section or email us. I at, love complaining. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, at generallycasual at gmail.com. If you don't know how to spell generally, uh, spell that up. It did take me a little bit to remember how to spell <laughs> that word when we first started this podcast. Um uh, like, review, subscribe, share us with your friends. Again, if you like my brother ranting, I hear him rant a lot and he loves to rant. So maybe we could just start a small section or TikTok about him ranting. Sure. Um, otherwise, it's always lovely to do this podcast with you, Richard. And we will see you all next week with something we don't know we're going to do yet. Yeah. yeah. Surprises. See you next week. Bye. Bye.